Hey, I told you I'd be back, didn't I? Yeah, so this is going to be, I guess, the first uh, formal, real little, I guess, entry, I'll call it. I'm not really sure what else to say about it, but today I actually kind of wanted to talk about my trip out to D.C. because I never really got to get into that with anyone longer than maybe like five, ten minutes, but I had a lot to think and say about it. Uh, That and I also kind of wanted to maybe get this out there before, or maybe recorded at least, before I uh, went to a new little little trip here. Vegas, gambling, whores, hookers. Uh, Nah, but I wanted to put something out here before, you know, it stopped being so fresh in my mind, you know, I mean, I only have, it's been a while, I actually went there in uh, early March, so I guess I'll just start from the beginning with it, uh, at this point, you know, I had never, never been uh, anywhere in the Northeast except for New York and passing through Jersey, uh, Granted, you know, I mean, my whole family lives in New York, basically, so I'm pretty accustomed to how they do things there, so it wasn't too big of a culture shock or anything like that, but uh, I always heard Maryland is, or at least D.C. is, a swamp, (laughs) so I wasn't, uh, eh, I don't know, early, in the beginning of March, I don't know if you want to go to a place like D.C. when you can wait for September, October, January, or whatever else, but I was hoping that I would be able to catch the... <clears throat> cherry blossoms uh, in bloom, but, well, I think I might have missed them by a week or two, so a little unfortunate, but you gotta live with it, I guess. The timing, anyways. It happens, it happens. Uh, yeah, and a big reason I was uh, wanting to go to D.C. slash, uh, well, Maryland, was because I actually have a good college buddy who was my roommate for a couple of years. He uh, moved up or moved back up to Maryland, where he originally came from, and he always told me, you know, hey, let me know, you can visit my family, show me around, have some crab, show you DC monuments, and I said, please, I uh, have always, just always been a huge, huge history, landmark, geography guy, I just, I just love that shit, so, you know, I always think, you know, I love all this history stuff, you know, i seen the San Jacinto Monument in Texas, I've seen, you know, all this other cool stuff, the Alamo, the, you know, I mean, stuff that I think is cool, but, you know, it's just Texas history, you know, it's not super uh, national. So, I always wanted to see something a little bit more, you know, I guess representative of where I live in a greater sense, since I don't, you know, live in Texas. And, uh, I was, I was, pretty impressed. I don't want to go into it, you know, right now. I want to kind of have maybe a timeline of events on how it all played out, but I loved it. It was fantastic. Seeing DC was, was great. And, uh, I mean, sure. It's the congregation of all that is evil, but it does look super, super, super cool. And it has a lot of uh, just history and a lot of weird man-made beauty, I might say. At least, I should clarify, this isn't all of D.C. I visited. This is the National Mall of D.C. with some actual D.C. thrown in because I had to walk through it from the subway. So, you know, kind of uh, the touristy take here, but I, I don't give a shit. It's what I saw. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm also kind of a big politics enjoyer, which is really cringe, but... 
I feel like, you know, I've always felt if I'm going to talk about shit, I should probably see shit and experience shit if I really want to have a say or have a informed opinion, you know? So, uh, yeah, this just starts originally with me uh, having that conversation with my friend and actually finally picking up the phone and planning it out. Uh, this is also in the midst of, what is it, uh, having a lady friend at the time who was gone for a few months. So I had the time, I had the ability, and who wants to really work? So, you know, I had a good excuse. And, yeah, took the flight over to Maryland and I arrived... <laughs> Not the dead of night, but it was probably like 9 p.m. So I didn't get to do much that day other than show up to my buddy's house. And he lives out in rural Maryland. Uh, Shoot, I don't know if I have the town name off the top of my head, but it's a nice small town. I think it had like 1,000 people in it, maybe less. And got to explore the town. And and, and those sort of towns are the ones I love. The one where there's pretty much no one around in the suburbs. I mean, there's plenty of space in the yards. There's woods behind everyone's houses. Uh, I mean, you can pretty much walk everywhere. It's, I I love that stuff. And it it feels fantastic when you walk outside. It's not 99 to 105 degrees. It feels awesome just to leave or sit out on the freaking stoop or do whatever. I love that so much. I was born for the North, but I was born in the South. Uh, so, you know, visit him, show up, and then we make plans of, all right, next day, Troy, we will get up relatively early, head over to DC, take the subway to get there, and we'll just spend half a day. And I said, that's perfect. I want to take as many pictures as I can and see as much as I can, because this is oddly enough what I care about. So... Next morning rolls around, we get ready, uh, and, you know, as I'm getting ready, I actually get this, you know, meet his parents, meet his dog, and, uh, oh, God, did his dog not freaking like me at all. His dog was nice, nice, you know, I'm sure she was nice when I wasn't there, but <laughs> constantly nipping at my ankles and yipping at me, and I could just blink or move the wrong way, and I, I don't know. Truly, truly, it did suck, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you ever go to a friend's house, and their parents are arguing, or they're arguing with their parents, or whatever, and you just sit there and kind of, just kind of don't do anything, don't react, or you smile, you're like, I'm just not going to get involved here. Basically, I was like, you know what, you're going to do whatever with the dog you got to do, and I'm just going to let it happen, so. Uh, other than that, it went pretty smooth hanging out. Uh, I did, before we left, I made sure to grab my handy-dandy, uh, the Industrial Revolution and its future, uh, book with me, or maybe not a book, maybe more of a, uh, manifesto, um, and I did, I did purchase this, uh, I was hoping I could tell a better story involving that, but, uh, the plan was originally to read through it, uh, take some notes, and write a letter to the, you know, man himself, Ted, and actually maybe read out what he had to say. Or, well, read out what I had to say and then read out what he had to say back. But uh, he is dead, and he is also a terrorist. So I'm not going to necessarily say he's a good guy, but I was interested in, you know, reading some influential, you know, material and actually getting to speak with the author and see if I could, I don't know, have something maybe explained or maybe something insightful actually come out of it. But eh, he's dead, so what are you going to do? 
So I was halfway through that, brought it on the trip because I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to, you know, get put on a list for purchasing his book, I might as well bring it to Washington, D.C. and have a photo op with it in front of some government buildings. That really would, you know, at least be worth the purchase. So packed that in my, uh, you know, drawstring and uh, got in his car, headed over to the subway, got my subway ticket, hopped on the train for about 20, 25 minutes, was in D.C. Great, great easy ride. And I will say, again, visiting New York, I know I like public trains, public transit, it works Listen, I'll say it works good, but I don't I don't live there. I don't have to deal with that shit every day. So I don't know who's doing what on those trains. I don't know who's making who uncomfortable and who's starting fights. But I didn't see that shit, so it was awesome. It was better than uh, driving into, you know, massive, massive cities on six-lane highways like Dallas and Houston. So I'll take it any day. Uh, yeah, ended up in D.C. We stopped over and got some lunch because, you know, uh, by that point, it wasn't 10 that we decided to leave. Turns out, it was closer to 12. But, yeah. We gotta value our sleep a little bit here. So, stop over, get some super good, super expensive uh, crab sandwiches because, you know, Maryland by the ocean, boy, are they known for their blue crabs. For a good reason, by the way. Uh, yeah, stopped there, spent probably double or triple what you would spend in, uh, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, wherever there, uh, insane, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, I remember everything being so expensive in DC, even gas, it's crazy. Uh, and then from that little restaurant that we took a brief detour at to catch up, actually get to speak to each other about graduating college, working jobs, uh, I won't get too into that right now. I'll probably be a little more willing to share those things later, but I'll just leave it be at talk about jobs, money, women, life, you know, pretty much the usual, you know, thing you talk about with a guy friend that you haven't spoken to in months, and then you just kind of get all the uh, important rundown real, real quick, and then you move on with the day. Uh, so... Head out from the restaurant. Nothing much to say. I mean, it was good. What can I say? I wasn't accused of being an infiltrator. You know, the hairiness and the tanness of my skin didn't make people think I was some, you know, Turkish bodyguard to beat the shit out of people. I was just, you know, some guy hanging out. So, head over to the National Mall and quite the walk, but didn't bother me. And you're going to notice I say walk a lot because that's really the only way to get around in the National Mall is to walk. There's no point driving. At least I didn't see a point in driving. It would be pretty silly. Uh, So I ended up making it to the National Mall, which I see is a huge, huge strip of land. I mean, I believe an acre is 1,000 by 1,000? Could be underselling that. But... Uh, okay. Okay. Acres are about 43,000 square feet. Okay. Yeah. No, then that's, that's about right, I'd say. It was pretty much, like, at least, at least one acre wide, the actual mall itself, with all the, you know, the grass you picture in front of the, you know, Washington Monument and the, uh, Lincoln Memorial, that sort of thing, I would say easily that's an acre wide. I'm probably underselling it. But 
point is, it was huge. And I don't know. I love that sort of thing where you get to see actual, you know, grass and trees out in the middle of a big Romaboo concrete jungle that's all white and marble. But I loved seeing it. Just, it's a very different view when you come from poor city planning where it's just no zoning and just slap whatever anywhere and it doesn't have to look good and it doesn't have to be accommodating to people whatsoever. So DC seemed to accomplish that pretty well. And, you know, we approach and me and my buddy, Kyle, uh, he's been there multiple times. So he's pretty much just taking me by the hand, leading me around here, showing me what I want to see after I just say, Hey, I want to see some cool paintings. I want to see a cool history thing. I want to see, uh, you know, cool landmarks or whatever you know he'll take me to whatever he he knows what i want to see so as i'm walking around though because uh, first we decide to hit the uh, national art gallery just to pass through and do a quick little once over uh as we get there i notice walking around uh it's really not that busy a city dc is only about like 200 something thousand in population uh maybe not greater metro area but the city itself and that's when i realized this is like a city that feels as though it's a suburb in the way that there are so many open spaces. You're not going to bump into people. This isn't Houston and New York City. There's so much room to go around. It's crazy. And along with that, I noticed super young city, super young people, as well as I don't know if I'd say fit, but I mean, everyone was pretty healthy. Again, you have to walk everywhere. So you can't be, you know, using a rascal or a car to just, you know, get around. It's impossible. Why would you? So everyone was pretty well in shape and walking. Their dogs playing frisbee, jogging, just walking to stores. It was kind of nice to see, actually. There were really not busy streets. I, I, I really appreciated that. Or I guess I admired that. Maybe not appreciated, but it looked, you know like something I would prefer to have in my area. Um, yeah, so got to journey around, see all that just on the way to the National Mall. And like I said, once we approached, it was massive. Uh, first stop was to hit the National Art Gallery, which I really, really would have preferred to spend more time in if, if it was at all possible. And I'm getting some pictures actually on my phone alongside me so I can have a little refresher, but... Beautiful, beautiful marble statues from, I mean, as old as the 1500s to as new as the 1900s. There were plenty of uh, 1800s, uh, you know, Civil War era paintings drawn of, uh, you know, Manifest Destiny at that time that were really just really beautiful and detailed. And, you know, you'd see contributions from places like France and Germany and Russia, uh, Obviously, plenty of America, too. And the uh, whole religious or Christianity symbolism section, I'll call it, was super, super stunning. Um, so much great stuff. So much great stuff. And the marble and everything is just shaped to be so not boring for once. Like a government building or a government entity or related uh, just adjacent thing didn't look like shit for once it looked so beautiful i really thought so it just looked like that that culture you want like I, I used to go to catholic church and like you walk in and the church doesn't just look like 
theater seats, you know, at an auditorium stage, like in high school. It's like there's pews, there's there's stained glass, there's a steeple. It looks, it's supposed to look beautiful and evoke a feeling. And I thought the art gallery did just that. A lot of DC made me feel that way. Like it was supposed to make you feel powerful, strong, or feel confident in like how, or, or just, you know, amazed. I loved it. Um, and, you know, upon leaving that gallery, uh, we were only in there probably 30 minutes. I mean, I'm, I really did only get the once over. The Russian paintings are beautiful, by the way. I will say that. Um, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of Roman and Greek, uh, symbolism, like, what is it, uh, or not even symbolism, just paying respects. Uh, in, in the hall for the National Art Gallery, there is just Hermes on a fountain, and it, again, it's the centerpiece, and it's huge. 20 feet diameter, probably. Um, beautiful. And we, you know, we more or less used it as a way to pass through and head over to the, uh, National Aerospace, Air and Space Museum. Uh, Smithsonian's were, uh, everywhere. I wasn't aware that the entire just, you know, strip was basically either U.S. monuments or Smithsonian entities. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was like, you know, a bunch of different mixes of Smithsonian competitors, I guess. I don't know. Not the truth. Not the case. Um, National Air and Space Museum, super interesting. Very, very cool to see all the rovers and the, uh, even like, uh, how the astronauts had to suit up and even future uh, plan missions and history of radio communication and internet. I mean, it was cool. I mean, again, this is probably something I've been taught many a time and, you know, science class and middle school onward. I'm not going to doubt that. And I'm sure real enthusiasts would probably say, you know, uh, I'm just stupid. <laughs> But I thought it was all super interesting. I didn't retain all that knowledge from school, so it was really nice to get to see all that again and see the size of, you know, the the plane exhibits that they had hanging from the ceiling and getting to check all that out as well as the size of just, like, the thrusters on these spaceships. Um, and that was just the Air and Space Museum. Again, beautiful, but I my only regret is not... Or not beautiful, but rather... Uh, uh, Not beautiful, but awe-inspiring. The ability to create stuff like that. And I really would have preferred to spend more time uh, in that specific exhibit of the Air and Space Museum, but I would extend that to DC entirely. I would spend five days, really, really sink my teeth into everything there. I would love to just spend a day exploring smithsonians and, and monuments a whole other time but alas that was not what i could do i could only spend a day so following the smithson or uh, smith that smithsonian exhibit or museum uh we left and we started making our way over to the washington monument which uh i mean it's pretty big it's pretty tall it's 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 what you think it's about as tall as you'd expect it's pretty pretty large um now I did get to touch it, which was cool. And if you get right up to it and look up, you're not going to see the top. But that's kind of how 90-degree angles work, huh? Uh, I did notice there was some discoloration. Uh, I do recall that being strange, that about 
a third or a quarter of the way up, the stone sort of changes color. And I'm not sure if that is due to repairs or restoration or if that's maybe just how it was built or if they use different materials just from the get-go. Like if it's limestone and marble or I don't know. And I don't, I didn't do the research to back the, uh, uh, any of that up, but you know, I'm aware that there's two different colors and I think it's just a thing. There's probably a really good explanation. I just don't have it. Oh, and another thing I had noticed, uh, other than there being a huge, huge mix of tourists that I had noticed on our walk, a lot of Chinese people. And that makes sense because I mean, you know, if you're Chinese, you're probably going to see like two things, right? You're gonna see the capital of the country that you're visiting or you're going to come and see some of the national beauty like Yellowstone and Yosemite and, uh, you know, go see Old Faithful or play with a bison. That, that type of thing is what I would imagine you, you're going to do if you're from a super foreign country like that. Tons of them, though. Really helpful. They took a couple pictures for us, so I appreciate. And another thing is uh, I didn't realize how many were in a row with all these monuments. So it went from the uh, Washington Monument, you go past that, then you reach the World War II Monument, which uh, another very, it could be one of the most impressive ones I saw. And I, I saw quite a few. Um, it, it certainly was more, I don't want to say visually pleasing, but I mean it was. Uh more complicated and more, I suppose, maybe maybe touching is the right word because Washington Monument and Lincoln Memorial are both just attributed to one man and the World War II Monument is, you know, they have one for every state and every colony and prov or uh, uh, territory that participated. So they have the Philippines in there. They have Hawaii, which of course was not a state at that point in time. All the uh, 48 states, um, and a lot of a lot of quotes from from generals, the president himself, ingrained or, or etched into the stone of that large large memorial or monument. Uh, which, before I explain what they uh, kind of wrote along the lines of, the uh, monument itself is sort of a horseshoe shape or a uh, semi-horseshoe shape, I suppose. So it has the sides, you would imagine, and the top and bottom are, of course, uh, or the bottom, of course, is out, and the top is also out, so that you can walk through and pass through. But they have about half, you know, of the participants for America on the left, half on the right, and a huge, beautiful fountain in the middle, and they have every state listed. And again, they have the... Uh, quotes all throughout and uh, it's it's uh, more along the lines of stuff like uh you know they the these fallen men deserving respect and uh you know they fought for us and all that and i mean it's super lame to say because it's like you know thank you for your service but also it also it, it really feels like it means shit it means like a, it feels like it means something when you read it and then you see it and then you walk it and then you can touch it it's like a physical, it's a physical thank you. It's not what I presume to be pretty much every thank you post the Vietnam War, which feels not like a genuine thank you. Whereas the World War II monument, 
and even the Vietnam uh, veteran monument feel like almost like apologies as well as real gratitude and real thanks, which I don't know. That was a cool feeling to have that there was an actual like interest in showing respect. Uh, from uh, there, I continued on with my buddy Kyle there and we headed over to the Lincoln Memorial, which uh, was fascinating. Lincoln, He's bigger than you think when he's sitting down on that chair. I won't lie. He's a big man. He can't lie either. So, approach there, walk in the steps. Everyone is taking photographs. Everybody is on those stairs. Way, way more than any other memorial or monument that I had, had seen prior. Everyone gathered on those steps and right in front of it, as well as inside. Uh, I don't blame him, though. Inside was pretty much a, a wonderful refuge from the sun because, again, it was about... Uh, if you recall, when I called it a swamp, they weren't lying when I, they told me about that. It was about 95, 95 degrees, uh, and we were all we were doing was walking. Had a single bottle of water. Uh, thankfully, millions of people just pull up with a cooler in front of these monuments and just sell water. Wasn't going to pay them, but at least they do it if you're dying. Uh, yeah, so I got to take a nice couple photo ops at uh, Lincoln's feet, like the plebeian I am, the, uh, I'm just a noble, uh, stableman, I'm not uh, a knight or a sorcerer, compared to the King Lincoln, and again, they had wonderful speeches on either wall of, uh, the Lincoln Memorial, left and right, all about, you know, sort of how, it's not a cruel joke, but it's sort of unbelievably unfortunate that brother and brother find irreconcilable differences and that it is God's will at this point that we have to fight and we have to kill. Uh, and it was written, you know, that older 1800s English, which was fun to read through and decipher a couple parts. But that's, again, the gist of this is wholly unfortunate, but... If we got to do it, we got to do it. And, uh, sorry, I'm checking my time here. I might have to take a, a pause on this, uh, this little session here. So actually I am going to take a little pause and it'll just resume, uh, probably right away, just like that. So, uh, I'm going to hit pause and I'll just say, I'll be super obvious about when it resumes, when I resume. Oh, and I'm back from my break. Uh, it was a pretty long break, as it turned out. Uh, I thought it'd be maybe a little shorter, but uh, no, it was many, many hours. So, I believe I left off at uh, the Lincoln Memorial and talking about that. Um, so, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I don't really know, but I'm certain that was one of the last things I spoke of. So, uh, and I spoke about the writing on the wall and how all that looked. Uh, yeah, so upon, you know, taking a couple photos and snapping a couple uh, sweet pics for the gram and the Tinder, I, uh, well, not the Tinder at the time, but now it is, uh, moved on from there and actually headed over to the uh, uh, Vietnam Veteran Memorial Wall with all the, you know, names, and I remember it being told to me that, uh, so it's kind of a V shape, uh, both sides aren't exactly the same length, but it does sort of form a V. 
uh, and it's like a black reflective. I'm gonna say marble. Probably not marble, but I'm gonna call it marble because I'm not a you know a mason or anything like that. So uh, I believe from the one leg of the V, it goes. Uh, the starts from the early six to mid sixties. I think early sixties, all the way up until uh, when it starts to heat up in the seventies, and then the other leg actually starts uh, on the reverse chronological order. So they sort of meet in the middle, and uh, the middle is where you can see the. Uh, end of the war and then the edges are sort of like where you see the uh, beginning of how they split it up it's interesting i'm not certain as to why they did it but you can sort of see the volunteers and like the uh what is it uh the the un people and the american people we sent over to kind of train and not fight who died anyways uh and then the actual like uh big swaths of people that entered the draft and died uh still really really cool and you still see a lot of you know flowers left at you know the foot of people's names and pictures of probably grandparents and that type of thing i only ever had a uh uh a great uncle who fought in the korean war he was in the navy um he's the only one i believe that i uh really truly know of i did have a uh I'll call it an ancestor of sorts on my dad's side who was in the Civil War for the North, for the record. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I believe he wrote a diary that I really want to read and see how that all, uh, I guess, see it from an actual soldier's point of view. But other than those two, I haven't had any uh, family in service at all. I did have an uncle who was uh, joined the Navy briefly, but he went AWOL, and I've been told that, like, it's not discussed much, other than he got off the boat for leave, and he decided he did not want to get back on it anymore, so I think he did one little, uh, stint at sea, and then decided, uh, he isn't getting back on the boat, so I don't know how it all played out, other than he, he's not in it anymore, and he didn't stay in it much longer than that, uh, but past that, yeah, that, that's that's all the military in my family that I'm aware of. People probably got closer, but uh, or close to joining, but that doesn't mean anything really for this. Uh, yeah, so after the Vietnam Memorial, it was more just at that point calling it. Again, this was sadly not as long as I, I would have loved to have stayed i could have done five days in dc and seen the entire city you know i would have loved to have checked out uh checked out you know something like the nationals which by the way uh boo nationals you know i bet you guys are really high on that 2019 world series huh whatever uh and maybe seeing something like uh close by like the pentagon's not too far away i realized so that would have been interesting to take a tour maybe or if I could have seen the, see, I didn't even see the White House or Congress or uh, the Supreme Court building. They were kind of off in the distance, and it was a short day. So, plenty to see when I go back. Didn't see Jefferson Memorial, World War One Memorial, Martin Luther King Jr. Didn't didn't see a lot. Saw a lot, and yet I saw very little. Uh, so, that kind of concluded that day. Um, nothing too exciting. I mean, went out, drank, ate dinner, played a little poker. 
that's all. Do have the poker bug again though, so I've I've been loving gambling again. Uh, following that sweet sweet historical landmark visitation day, I uh, just met. What is it? Kyle actually brought me down the road to hang out with some of his high school and lifelong buddies, who I guess are well, they all live in town now, so I guess they stayed together. That did not happen with me and my friends. We are. All to the wind. No no one is back home where I'm from, pretty much. So it's kind of hard to gather, you know, 20-something people like he was able to. Or uh, whoever was hosting that day, anyhow. Uh, because that day, it turned out, Preakness was uh, going on, which was one of the three races for the, uh, you know, Triple Crown for horse racing. And for whatever reason, uh, little known fact about me, I have yet to lose or go negative, I'll call it for a night i'm gonna readjust my mic or go negative for a night when it comes to horse betting i have never truly lost any money and i still didn't lose money when i played i just downloaded the app whatever the hell it was because you can't play them anywhere really and i was just betting you know 20s 10s stuff like that but i again i think i went like five for six like i just i wasn't losing i wasn't picking uh outright winner too much i think it was uh uh, to place most of the time, most of the time, a couple box bets, you know, but yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's luck or I just know how to read the, the stats correctly, or I just know what's important inherently, but I, I, I don't know. I just seem to do well and excel. So if I need to make money, it's roulette and horse gambling weird, but I will take it. So that was pretty much just a day of day drinking, more or less. I mean, and, oh yeah, this is when it was in full swing, the whole don't drink Bud Light shit. Him and his uh, family and all of his friends, if I'm being honest, were all super uh, against Anheuser-Busch products, so that was funny. Everything I everything I drank that day was Coors or, like, a Mexican beer. <laughs> or an Angry Orchard or a Twisted Tea or something, but... I, I don't love beer, so I don't I don't subscribe to any of them. I really could care less. If it's not vodka, I probably am just forcing myself to sip on it anyways. Unless it's Twisted Tea, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty much day drink day, which, you know, I can get into that. I played my first game of beer die, which, for whatever reason, in college, never built a beer die table. We just played other shit. Uh, beer die is fun. Not as complicated or weird as it might let on when you see someone playing. But, I mean, I got one in, so clearly I'm, I'm already a prodigy. Too bad I'm never going you know, to play it again. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that day was just, that was it. It was just drinking and just gambling on the phone and just playing shit in the yard. Like, you know, uh, well, not Ultimate Frisbee, rather, but a... Uh, I don't know, whatever you throw the frisbee into the trash can, someone smacks it away, whatever that game's called. As well as, uh, you know, cornhole. And we did play, actually, a, a wiffle ball game, which I freaking killed it as catcher because I caught as a kid. And all those instincts came back, and I was whacking that ball to outfield. Good shit. We kind of crushed them. And got free food out of it. Someone made dogs. I can't. I can't hate on that shit. Even if I'm, for whatever reason, the only lefty hanging out in the north in that area, which was strange, but I don't know. Left being a lefty ain't popular, I guess. At least with the people I hang out with. 
Uh, so, yeah, I guess that pretty much concluded that day. I mean, that day wasn't super, you know, nothing crazy happened that day. It was just more hanging out with friends, and I had a great time. Uh, if I had someone here to question me, I'd probably let on more, but there's not too much to say other than getting drunk, eating food, playing games, spending money. That's kind of just the ideal day, isn't it? Uh, following that day... Yeah, actually, no, I do remember that day. following day was really, really relaxed, and that's when they actually uh, brought home some blue crab, because that's their whole Maryland delicacy. So they brought home the blue crab, like uh, pounds of it, actually, and it was a whole lot of cracking and slurping crab meat, slathering Old Bay all over it, and drinking some weird beer that he, Kyle, is had told me is only good with crab. How does he know this? Why does he know this? Why is the beer only good with crab? I don't know. It tasted fine, I guess, with with crab. But yeah, we just kind of sat around in a circle with parchment paper on the, you know, the grill pattern black table outside and just went to town cracking legs and opening the chest cavity and scooping all that meat out. Super tasty, and I don't mind eating like a caveman with my fingers, you know, as long as I can wipe them off somewhere when I gotta. But I went, I went crazy on those crabs. I highly, highly recommend some Old Bay Blue crabs from Maryland. I, I, I was converted. It was tasty as shit. I love seafood though already. So if you don't like seafood, I don't know if this would uh, win you over. But it could make a good argument. I mean, crab is so cheap there. I mean, I, I, that's why I want to go visit Maine, or part of why I want to see Maine is, like, I know you can get lobster for, like, dollars on the pound or something. I mean, it's crazy. Especially when you live in, like, the south or inland or, you know, where those aren't either the tastiest of waters to catch food or they don't live there. So, you kind of take what you can get. But, oh my god, that crab was great. Uh, and that was basically just an eat veg out day. That's when I read more of my uh, manifesto, or not mine, but Ted's. Um, yeah, no, that was a really chill day. Really, the main event was for me day drinking, and that's not much of a story because I mean, you know, it was just a lot of meeting new people, and I don't know, I'm a private person, I guess sometimes. But seeing DC was was fantastic. I know I will be back. I know I will be. Specifically for DC next time too to see more for longer. Maybe I'll like uh, take a B and B in the city, but B and Bs are kind of crappy now. The way the renters treat rentees, as well as with more rules and the prices basically just match hotels anyways now. So it's probably not even worth it. But that's a whole different tangent, you know. Uh, past that, I think from there, and I'll pull up. Couple, sorry, I'm folding some paper. I will check this real quick, but I believe upon returning uh, after that trip is when I actually decided to purchase this equipment and start this because I was really kind of feeling like I gotta have some sort of creative outlet. You know, I gotta let I gotta let out the juices out of my brain somehow. Uh, part of it was honestly des- definitely because my lady friend was getting really busy, and I mean. I'll conclude that story pretty soon. It's not exactly a big deal. But uh, 
getting busy, not messaging me much. So I was like, damn, you know, little old me kind of just at home doing nothing. I, you know, go to the gym, hang with friends or whatever. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm not having those, I don't know, we'll call them those long late night gab sessions. I wasn't having them. So I was like, or I says to myself, rather, trying to avoid a like, says to myself, why don't I just eh, make a shitty podcast? <laughs> why not? I know friends who have thought about it or said they've done it or whatever else, and I got buddies who would certainly want to join and, and will. So, you know, I do a little research, buy a little equipment, set up a, I guess we'll call it like a hosting account. Sure, why not? And here we are, sitting down recording. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe this won't be super regular, but it is something I I truly do not want to quit doing. Truly at least don't want to quit if it's not going to be scheduled. Which I don't think I will schedule it. I'm, I'm pretty unscheduled. So, I suppose... Uh, you know what... I don't know if I want to end this here or continue. I might end it here because there's one other thing I wanted to discuss. Uh, yeah, sure. It's not that long. And, and only I was there anyhow, so it wouldn't fit in with anything else. So following returning home uh, in early August, in early July, I did get to go see the Blue Angels perform and see some an actual live air show at an Air Force base, which was freaking awesome i've never been to anything like that ever i've only i you know closest thing was like monster truck rally or something and, and that was once as well so i was pretty inexperienced but oh my christ did i get sunburned it was an hour and a half to two hours of waiting in line to get in once you're in it's just you're starving and you want to drink water i didn't bring sunscreen or uh, the best i had were uh, sunglasses and yeah geez i burned so I just stood around in the sun watching cool ass fighter jets do stunts for and see, you know, like uh, fighter jets and old bombers sitting out for display. All awesome, by the way. Fantastic to see. But, you know, all that power, I guess. But, oh my Christ, was I burned at the end. It was 100 degrees. It was constantly finding water stations to dump water on myself. But,. Yeah, I ended up going on my own, which, by the way, I will say, let me move the mic closer, uh, it's tough to do stuff on your own like that. I mean, I didn't originally plan on going alone, but it did end up working that way, and I was not going to cancel my plans. I, I wanted to see this. I have found out, though, if there's shit you want to do, just do it, even if it's something lame like just a show, but it helps. I mean, if it's if you want to do it, you will enjoy doing it regardless if it is alone or with someone i'm not saying with someone's a bad idea or it'll make you feel worse but it certainly feels better to do it alone than not at all so i found that out and i really enjoyed my time there on my own it really was not all bad it's actually really good <laughs> uh and of course took some wonderful photos and again for the gram for the tinder which at the time did not know because following all that, I did find out Lady Friend is no longer a Lady Friend. So, it happens to the best of us. But, oh, sorry, I moved out of the mic. But, 
Uh, yeah, so hey, those pictures didn't go to waste, did they? Boom. That's why you take good photos, gentlemen. Ladies do it already. They don't need to learn. Gentlemen, you don't need to have a roster or anyone sitting on the bench. Just have good pictures. If you have good pictures, you'll be fine when, you, when, it, when it's over and when you got to go somewhere else. The pictures are all you need because most people don't know how to take good pictures. So if you get good pictures, it's really easy to work yourself out of that. I've learned that. Uh, well, it also helps to look good, but you can take good photos and not look good. And everyone can kind of, I think, make themselves look pretty good to some extent and to someone. So there's that. And, oh, geez, I keep going on and on, but I'm just, I'm just trying to catch shit up at this point <laughs> before the, before the uh, Vegas thing rolls around. Uh, the other week, though, as well... Um, I'm a huge, huge, uh, or at least I, I used to be a huge gamer. Now I just game when I can. Uh, don't we all? But I did get to go to my first Smash tournament ever, and I love Smash Brothers Ultimate. I love Smash Bros. in general. And I, I, I'm a big fighting game head. I have Street Fighter Six right now, but I'm not good. But Smash, I always kind of prided myself on being, like, I'll call it, like, the best in my friend group all the time, more or less. Only one other friend I had really ever was of comparable skill. And he, he's probably still better than me anyways. He has way more hours logged. But, you know, I was always like, damn, you know, I live alone now. I can't just, you know, hang out with some roommates on the couch, play Smash, and, you know, get baked or get drunk or whatever. That's not a thing anymore. So I was like, well, I guess the next Xbox thing is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good, or I think I am anyhow. I'll enter a tournament and, you know pay a couple bucks, maybe I'll win something. Maybe I'll beat some people. Who knows? Uh, and it turns out, I, so I do sign up, and it turns out it is, in fact, a regional. Not just for Smash, but for many other fighting games, but it's a regional, no less. And I just wanted to go. I didn't really care. It just, that weekend worked out, and I said, I really want to go. I want this. So I go, I pay 10 bucks to enter, then I pay 10 bucks for the game. I'm entering, so you're paying 20 and I go with a buddy of mine, Kellen, and he's just there to hang out, support, coach, you know, the use. Coaches don't play. Uh, and, uh, well, I mean, exciting atmosphere. I'm going to be honest. It was a really good time, but I was not as good as I thought I was. Um, I did play some, you know, some yee-yee-ass characters that maybe didn't help or that haven't helped over the course of me owning the game. But I also was not as good as these fools. They were cranking on me. Uh, one, yeah, one kid there was 14 years old, and he was crushing it. I'm going to be honest. He didn't win, but he was crushing it. That reaction time. That must be the difference. I don't know. He's thinking 12 different moves in his head, and I can only think of three. I don't know, man. But head there, I uh, took my first set first set and first set ever which was super cool actually very great feeling uh followed up by a loss of a set entering losers bracket uh and i was i was too owed in that after so i too owed the first set i got o2 the second set moved to losers and then got o2 again so pretty quick exit but a good time regardless and uh what is it entered a quick redemption bracket for like five bucks or that was the prize, not the entry fee. $5 was the prize. $5.40, might I add, was the prize. 
uh yeah kind of the same deal got kind of creamed there got a win but or took a set but again no, nothing substantial to make me think i was like uh as as regionally fantastic as i was hoping but oh my god watching semifinals, loser finals grand finals quarterfinals all that shit for for the smash competition that was exciting gameplay that generally genuinely was fun to watch it was very hyped to see high level play of a, of a fighting game that or just any game that i play a lot that was fun to see in person and being like a little bit of a crowd um good times and you know what a pac-man beat a sore at the end of the day and that's kind of fine by me because i fucking hate sora so much too damn floaty and i don't even like pac-man but pac-man over sore every day uh yeah and then after that that was more or less the exciting part of the day from there it's just you know grabbing dinner going out getting drunk not talking to girls you know how it is that's how it be uh looking good though i was i was dripped out i won't lie I was wearing a nice, nice-looking casual beach shirt, gold earrings, gold necklace, my gold ring, my gold, uh, where the heck gold trim? My gold-trimmed glasses, but they are kind of, they're kind of like Dahmer glasses, if we're being honest here. They, they're kind of like Dahmer glasses. They fit my face great. Trust me. Trust me. They fit my face just fine. I rock them, but that is kind of what they are. So I was dripped out, you know. Dripped out, not talking to any women. It's kind of what I do. It's it's what I'm known for, if I'm being honest. So, those pictures are going to carry, I hope. But, past that... Uh... That's a mean... It's a big catch-up. And I'm, and I'm cramming a lot of activity into just under an hour here. But I wanted to get some stuff out, you know? I wanted to at least start catching up with my life on here before I started to do more like again you know vegas was coming up and i figured you know i want to talk about that and i don't i don't want to talk about you know old old vacations like dc that happened months ago at this point and struggle to remember when there are other you know more recent impactful memories also going on so you know i figured i should i should instead of pen on paper voice on microphone or mp3s on memory cards either one you know, I think though, uh, yeah, I mean, past that, I might, I might be wrapping up here. I might be wrapping up. Uh, I think soon after this recording I'm making might have some friends on who wanted to do this with me. So soon may have, uh, may have a little quick turnaround here. I don't know what's going to be talked about or anything like that, but you know, hopefully it's good, whatever it is. Uh, do I have any last little parting gifts? Oh, yeah. Uh, what is it? I was talking to the girl at, the, actually, the bar who came out with us that night. I remember her talking about a, uh, oh, you know what? This will probably get brought up because my, my friend who is going to be on here with me soon, he was there to witness this story. So this will be brought up. This will be brought up again, but I'll sum it up real quick just so it's available, but... Uh, we were out there, and this, this this woman was talking about some guy she was dating who actually lives in my, my complex, which is so funny. And she talks about, oh, you know, dated for a couple months and wasn't feeling it for whatever reason, so broke it off. And she talks, like, about this guy. 
and he seems fine, I guess, is, is how she's given us the background. But then, after he gets this news from her, apparently she says to us, he just, he just can't take it. He just freaks out, basically. Uh, not on her, but he starts driving by her house and leaving notes on her car, leaving her 30 minutes of snap video about and she screen recorded 15 minutes of that she didn't even watch it all she screen recorded it and got tired of watching because it was so embarrassing uh, or cringe or what or uh, too much too much is all i know it's too much and uh he was sit professing you know like i love you and this and that and i was like oh geez like now don't get me wrong i can feel for a guy who's you know lost his special someone or a special lady or you know a girl that he likes a lot who doesn't like him back or you know whatever however that works i don't know i don't know what his feelings were apparently they were strong but i will say i can relate because you know what you want to say stuff you want to say and do things because you think they'll work i'm gonna say it right now do don't don't just don't if it's over just be cool about it. It might come back. And, and that's because if you act cool, it might come back. Or it might not. And then in that case, you're going to fake it till you make it anyways. And eventually you won't care anyhow. So you're kind of good either way. Uh, but if you're acting like that, oh boy, dude. It's, ne- it's never happening. It's never happening. And it's also going to affect who she knows and who she tells. So that's also, a you know, don't, just don't do that. Don't, don't shit it's it's not good it's embarrassing it's embarrassing and you should never really do that for anyone that you've only known in that way for two months again you might wanna but uh don't big no no like when that happened to me around the same time kind of more or less the same situation i i mean i don't love it didn't like it but i also took it to stride and it's like uh you know what it's like tony soprano puts it puts it right be like Gary Cooper. Suffer in silence. Don't show all this emotion shit. As unhealthy as it is. You know, just like uh, bitch to your friends or something. Or like bitch to other people who uh, won't tell her that you're bitching. <laughs> or, or, or something else. Do something creative like uh, record your voice and put it on the internet or something. Do that. Don't, uh, don't be weird. And don't be uh, the clingy and obsessive and stalkery and uh, just don't be weird. And if you are weird, just pretend you're not. And then, you know, there you go. Be an actor. Act like a normal person. And then uh, eventually you'll become a normal person in that scenario. Or act how a normal person would react. That type of thing. So don't do that. Uh, oh, damn. Okay. Final thing. Totally off basis. I'm all over the place. I just need to get these thoughts out. I also completed my first D&D campaign. It was a two-shot. Um, tiefling, rogue, charlatan background. Uh, actual good time. I really need to play again. I'm trying to set up another campaign with uh, with the same guys. Uh, I want a long campaign, though. I want to, to maybe do like a, a once-a-month meetup, but each session is something akin to six hours, like like a ha- like a whole like a day dedicated to just a, the D and D session and letting it come and slipping into the characters after a couple hours. I would really like that, and well, right now it's in the works to be planned. So you know, maybe I'll actually get to talk about that more too. But as it stood, it was just a 
a quick two session campaign and that was just us jumping through time uh me and my uh 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 group jumping through time at different time periods interacting with this wizard and by the end of it we are able to break out of i, I suppose this time displacement issue uh we ended up fighting ronald reagan and his cabinet members killing them then being transported again to the wizard who had been a very central to the plot and he had these mirror versions of us whom we fought and be and then the, you know the campaign was over i mean I'm, I'm summing things up but this this was a little harder to remember i won't lie because it had been spread out over so much but uh yeah to to some D D up uh it's awesome and i'm going to play it more because i want to my coworker plays a lot of D. he might listen to this i don't know uh, he might. He might clown me, too, if he listens to this. That's how I'll know. If he clowns me at work or uh, texts me about this after, I'll know he watched. So, you know, that's how he shows his love, by uh, listening to me on his free time. <laughs> Suck it, Alex. You're listening to me on your free time when you could be relaxing instead of, you know, thinking about a coworker and work. But, uh... Yeah, I think that might be the stuff I really wanted to get into. And it's just about an hour, so... You know what? How's about I let this run for another couple minutes and just talk about some nothing stuff. Uh, one thing I've been really kind of wanting to do... Uh, I don't know. It, it conflicts with other plans I, I, I want to have, but I do kind of want to get a cat. An indoor-outdoor cat. Um... I, I can't stand the idea of an animal that never sees the sun and touches grass. I just don't like that idea. It bothers me. It it really does. Having a cat that never leaves your house, it that bothers me. I, I only cat I ever had was a stray who was adopted, who we'd let go out, you know, kill birds, bring him back and you know, as as presents. I'm used to that kind of cat. And that's the kind of cat I want. You know, I'm not gonna declaw shit. It needs to be able to handle itself, and, you know, I'll walk my cat if that's what it takes, being that I'm in an apartment, so you can't really have a backyard to let them in and out. But, um, that does conflict a little bit, because I, I low-key want to try, uh, at some point in the future, uh, something like woofing, like, uh, now, the actual acronym for that, it stands for, hold on, wait for it, Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. And there are programs like it, but it's basically kind of like a work-study program or like a... Uh, the idea is, at least in this particular organization and its program specifically, uh, it pairs you with a farm somewhere in America or maybe even abroad, I believe. And the idea is you sign up, you fly there, drive there, they farm people, I suppose, will uh, pick you up, grab you. And the idea is, um, I think it's a... All right, this is part two. I'm going to have to edit this in so it uh, <laughs> so it clicks to the other. I ran out of batteries. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Should have plugged in earlier. Uh, so yeah, back to woofing. And this is going to be freaking three minutes tacked on the end anyhow. Uh, yeah, so I mentioned it's, you know... Worldwide opportunities of on, on organic farms. It's a volunteer type of situation. 
You get there. They pick you up, probably. I'm assuming. If they're good, they'll pick you up. And from there, the idea is you will probably work a season, probably summer, for three months or so, on a farm. And from there, the idea is they house you, feed you, and yeah, house you and feed you. <laughs> I don't believe you're paid. I believe it's just a volunteer program. But the idea is that you'll want for not past survival needs. And you'll get a good experience, I guess. And I've, I've always kind of had an affinity for labor and using my body. I've always loved to be active like that. It's why I played sports and I did marching band, which people will laugh and say that's not very physical. But I'll tell you what, uh, it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, boy, is it. Um, I'm not saying it's hard. Well... you got to want it, all right? There's people who can't do that shit. It's true. There's people who can't. I've seen it. People can't do that sometimes. Now, if you want to be a D1, you know, baseball, football player, that's probably harder, probably, than marching band because, you know, marching band usually has a lot more people in it. So that would usually lead you to believe it's maybe a little more accessible, which it is. Band is more accessible than pretty much any sport I've seen. Maybe soccer, but probably not because that's uh, split by the sexes. So, whatever. Uh, that and uh, I also always, always loved helping my dad uh, out with yard work, building a fence, landscaping. I've always been into that. Not like, I guess, as a career, but it's just satisfying. Working with your hands and accomplishing tasks like through physical activity is very satisfying. It's why I still uh, go to the gym. It's it's just energy outlet, and you get to see a finished product, or at least a product if it's not finished anyhow. Like, uh, I mean, I've only been going consistently for the past year, and prior to that, it was off and on during college. So, truly, I've never like gone hard and had a you know a lifelong career of going or anything like that. But the idea of just I don't know. Seeing physical, real-world results is, is very pleasing, and it's very obvious why, because humans are built that way. We're not built to get satisfaction from a report. We're, you're supposed to get satisfaction from building shelter. So, it's real. It, it's true. You will feel better chopping wood for 30 minutes than you will on Excel or presentation, you know, or PowerPoint, you know. It's just, that's just how it works. I didn't create biology, I just you know, abide by it. Um, well, on that weird rant about, uh, physicality and woofing, uh, I might end it here because this is going to stitch together at the end. So I will have to do a little editing at some point when this gets posted. And I also have to make sure that the hosting website is, uh, posting it out where it needs to post. And I have to make the channel uh art not placeholder and a lot of a lot of things are placeholder as i speak i didn't work on that but now i have a real hour plus of content to post so you know that's motivating see i'm moving along i'm chucking right along once things fall into their places this will be much more approachable for me i think i don't know i'm not gonna quit this costs too much money and time i'm not i'm not bailing on it yet even if i'm horrible this is for me. 
and whoever wants to sit down on this couch next to me and whatever sucker wants to listen. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to call it here. I really am. I don't know what I'm going to do. Probably chores or some shit. Anyhow, uh, well, that is nothing to hide. Uh, episode one for real. Yeah, this, this was episode one. I'm calling it. This is the real episode one. Last one was a weird intro. So, uh, yeah, I will bid everyone who bothered tuning in to the end here adieu. And all right. Yeah. Goodbye and thanks.